6 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour here at Mutiny Radio. The happiest of hours that exist without alcohol. Wow. Can we be happy? Sure, we're going to be happy. We're going to listen to some comedians and uh, have a good time. And, uh, hey, it's Friday. I'm I'm not high. This is going to be an interesting show for me. Uh, Hey, everybody, if you're wondering what's playing in the fills, it's called Spin-A-Face, and it's guy, local guy here who gave us the CD. If you're a local musician and you have a CD, drop it on by 2781 21st Street at Florida Street, and we'll play it. Why not? Bring us your new music. Bring us your old music. Bring us your music. Uh, But tonight... We're just gonna we're gonna do some comedy. So enjoy some spin a face and we'll be right back with a bunch of very funny comedians on the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. Spreads the love, I love the above 
All right, we're ready to go. Everybody, here we go with our first comedian. He's a super funny guy, and every week he puts out a new video. My favorite one was of Josh Holub standing in front of a thing and saying something about people using the N-word. It was That was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant video, by the way. Uh, hey, everybody, look him up online, but listen to him right now. Clap your hands together for Ashton Tate. Oh, thank you so much. Uh... I see that it's a drink-free zone now. That's a, they finally answered my calls. I kept, no, I'm not the reason. Um, but uh, have you guys ever played that uh, drinking game where you watch a movie and then you take a sip whenever you remember you're alone? You guys ever do that? Okay, it's fine. Um, I do like uh, doing that. You know, sometimes I wish I was like, it'd be nice to know that you're doing really bad in life you know, so that there's like, there's an obvious turning point. Sometimes I worry like if I'm just making like minimal bad decisions all the time and there's no like red flag coming up, you know, like recently I realized that uh, uh, nine out of 10 burglars are men. Yet I had the thought that like whenever there's a surveillance camera, I feel like they're talking to women, you know, because it says you smile. And that's, you know, that's not a great thought, but it's a, you know, it's a thought I had. So is that a, is that a sign that I should not think like that? I don't know. I think, I think it'd be cool to be doing so bad in life that you like realize you should turn your life around when you see your reflection in a pond. That would be, that'd be very easy. You know, I think that's why, you know, that since there's no water in the desert, that's why like that never happens at Burning Man. Those people never see what they look like. So it's just nonstop. Okay. Um, uh, I had, uh, sex one time and that was, no, okay. That was, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, man. And, uh, the, the girl was like, Hey, I don't, I don't, afterwards she was like, I don't really like reverse cowgirl. And, uh, you know, I realized why it's not reverse cowgirl is not that appealing for, uh, for, for women. I don't know if it is for guys like reverse cow guy. I've never heard of that, but, uh, it's maybe, I don't know. We should get those cowboys to be more fair-minded you know okay uh but the idea the reason that like reverse cowgirl isn't fun for women is because like all they do is look at uh, the guy's feet you know what i mean and uh i realize like you know there's not like <laughs> there's no basically you know when i'm enjoying something my i realize my feet they're like they go like this you know so she's just watching my feet kind of like dance and they need to be i don't know what your feet should do to show that you're enjoying it like one's down and one's up. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. But um so oh okay. And uh San Francisco, you guys have obviously seen these uh, driverless cars are pretty popular. I don't know about you guys, but I, I that's like the one thing I don't want to change, you know, the idea of I don't I, I still want there to be cars, man, women driven cars, you know what I mean? It like represents, you know, our last thing that we did like, you know, technology-wise before it took us over. You know, it's like we've been around for 60 years, and, I mean, also I've never gotten roadhead, so I'd like to keep I'd like to keep the cars in tuned. That'd be cool. Um, I don't like, uh, I don't like tipping in general, you know. The, uh, I, I realize that, um, you know, a lot of people don't like tipping when you have, to, when you, before you order, at the old coffee shop. So they have the, uh, I, I figured it out away, guys. You know, a lot of people like yourselves, maybe you feel bad about not tipping. You go, oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to do something to my food. And they will if you, uh, if you don't tip. 
because uh, you know one time I didn't I didn't tip nothing on the iPad and she was just like, <laughs> all right, you know I knew that loogie was coming for me, but I found a way, guys, and that is you hit new sale on the iPad when they turn it they turn it around you hit new sale and then it just starts over so you hand it back to them and they're like wow this. The, the way register people's, their mind just like reconnects after the thing goes blank, you know? There's no, there's no free thought between, I'm sure some would disagree, but uh, I'm not here to argue with them. Okay, that's, that's, that's good. Uh, what else is there with me? Not, not too much. Um, I read that uh, Cosby wanted to get back into stand-up. I read that. Uh, if, you know, if he did, I think it'd be cool because if you saw him at a club, there'd be a no drink minimum. It'd be, it'd be nice. Um, so yeah, my prayers are with, no, okay. Uh, all right, that'll do it for me. My name is Ashton. You guys have a good night. Thank you. Ashton Tate. That was a great reverse cowgirl joke. It's very funny. Also, it's a reverse cowgirl is not a lot of fun because you feel like you're sitting on his balls. Like in order to grind your clit clitoris you actually have to grind it on his balls and i don't think it feels good for the dude unless they're into that whole thing anyways too much information about my sex life your next comedian uh we were gonna have a zach block but um the other zach got caught in traffic so we have a zach for you everybody put your hands together for zach foster i have this joke about how uh if um you're too young to remember what the days were like before uh, Chipotle, but I feel like I'm the youngest person here. Yeah, but if, before Chipotle, there was Subway, okay? And I was in a Subway the other day, and this homeless-looking guy kind of walks in, and he waits for the Subway dude to like get distracted by a customer, and he goes straight for the chips. And he gets the chips. He's about to grab a bag of chips, and, and he can't decide what bag to grab. And he's just like agonizing in pain. Do I, do I take the sour cream and onion or the Cool Ranch Doritos? And I'm just like, dude, man, make a decision. He's almost back. It's almost kind of like dipping a Milano cookie into a cup of hot tea. It's just like get in and get out. You're getting greedy. Um... Yeah, so he was just agonizing there, and he couldn't figure out which bag of chips to take. And then the subway dude finally comes back, and he's like, oh, hey, Bob, how's it going? All right, keyboard trap on that one. Um, have you guys noticed this? Um, there was a post on Bacon a few a few weeks back, and so <laughs> you got Bacon. <laughs> yeah, and someone was like, hey, what's the San Francisco Comedy College like? And... um. And it's just hundreds and hundreds of comments. Like, just read those comments if you're ever bored. Just like San Francisco comedy scene in a nutshell in that comment section. And everyone's talking shit about the college. Literally everyone. I defended the SFCC, you know. I said, listen, this is the most prestigious comedy college on the western half of downtown Tenderloin. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's so prestigious it only accepts students willing to pay it money. Like, I was like, this college campus is so beautiful that every year it attracts hundreds of the world's most renowned meth heads. Um, 
Next door to the college is actually, it's I think, the only convenience store in the city where you can get fried chicken, donuts, and hepatitis C. I asked a dude at the counter, I was like, you guys have any marshmallows? He's like, oh, we only have three left. They're out front smoking crack cocaine while taking a shit. I was like, that's impressive. Multitasking. I um I have a Syrian friend of mine. He recently moved to San Francisco from Syria, from Aleppo. And he got to the city and he was new. Like his first night here, we went out. We were actually walking through the T-loin. Wanted to show him a good time. He looks at me, he's like, holy shit, bro. This city's fucked up. There's more homeless people here than back home. Did you guys just have a war or something? I was like, yeah, it's called the war on drugs. The drugs are winning. Thank God. How else would I be high right now? No, I was like, dude, man, yeah. There is a war. No, there's not a war. This is the richest city in the entire world. He's a nice guy, though. He's acclimating really well to the city. He's like, my number two problems in life are ISIS and gluten. But some things he doesn't quite get, he uses the quotation marks gesture for emphasis. He's like, dude, man, I think gender equality is really important. Like, dude, I heard the Holocaust happened. (laughs) I heard you're a refugee. He actually, he recently moved into the Fillmore Center. And he's like, dude, man, they're not going to believe it. All the people in the building are black. I was like, uh, you're not going to believe it, but you're racist. He's like, no, but I'm a breast too. He's like, no, but I'm just pointing out. I'm just noting. All right, guys, it's my time. Zach Foster, thanks so much. Zach Foster! Can do accents! Yay! Uh, last night I did my Bjork accent to great disapproval. Not disapproval. Every, every, just no one knew who Bjork was. I realized I'm really very old. Your next comedian, he is not old. He's a young man, but he hosts a wonderful open mic here at the station every Saturday at 4 o'clock. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for James Mora! Let the record reflect, Matt Quirk, the only two outfits I've seen you wear are your painting onesie and the roller the roller skates right now. It's a very... I, li- I like what you're doing, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, was at, I was fucked up at a bar the other day. Um... Saw a girl from across the bar. I guess my buddy knew her. He goes, watch out for that girl. She's got badass titties. And he was right. Uh, she did. Otherwise, uh, very fucked up looking girl. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, objectively weird looking. Uh, one of those girls you could tell uh, from afar that her uh, vagina had one of those very pungent sort of aquatic aromas to it. You know, you know, in chemistry class, they teach you not to put your nose right in the beaker, but to get a couple feet away and, and kind of yeah, you could. Uh, this was the kind of pussy that from five feet away, you're like, we're in for a treat here today. Anyway, ended up fucking her. We'd been making we'd been making a lot of eye contact, and I'd had about six or seven Lagunitas's. Lagunidae? Is that how that works? I don't know. It's like a Latin thing. Either way, uh, the next morning it became clear. Uh, I guess the music was loud. He hadn't said 
I misheard him. He hadn't said badass titties, but bad STDs. So now my penis is covered in boils. All right. Hell yeah, guys. Uh, I, this, this thing happened to me recently. Uh, I don't know if I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, this thing happened to me, and, like, I might be gay. And, like, can you guys help me, help me out? All right, so I was torturing this guy recently. Because uh, he, he owed me money. And I cut off his dick. And then for effect, I started sucking it a little bit, okay? And then for extra effect, I started jacking myself off a little bit, too. So I'm sucking his dick, I'm like, and I'm kind of jacking myself off. And he's just like, my wife, my kids. And I'm like, wait, say that again. He's like, I'm like, say the second part. He's like, my kids, my kids. And I'm like, and, and I'm still jacking myself off. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, how, I'm like, how old is your son? And he's like, he's four. And I'm like, can he read yet? And he's like, no, he's autistic. And I came everywhere. Does that make me gay? No. Okay. I think, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what I'm really doing with that joke, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I've been lonely recently, as you guys can probably tell by my comedy. <laughs> uh, the other day, uh, the other day, uh, I got so lonely, I, uh, I was had a really big grease like f craving for greasy food, and I ordered a, a, a triple pepperoni pizza just for myself. I guess the people around table thought I'd fucked up. They're like, sir, did you realize? I was like, I know what I did. You put that order in just like daddy requested. And the dude on the other line was like, never talk to me like that again, and he hung up. Anyway, pizza gets here. There's a beautiful one quarter to one inch puddle of grease in the middle of it, and each one of the over 99 pepperonis had curled up, and there was a little puddle of grease in those as well. All right, so I picked up the first slice, and I, uh, and I folded it the long way like I usually do, but then some of the grease was coming out of the front, and I didn't really like that, because that's, what I, was, that's you know, what I wanted it for. And then I thought about it, and I folded it like the other way, like a taco, and I held it up to my, to my face, and, uh, and that worked for a while, for a while but like when I like tilted it, like some of it came out the front and out of the back. I didn't like that either, okay? So I had like a Russell Crowe sort of like beautiful mind moment. And I spread that pizza out on the counter and I rolled it up like a blunt. And I covered, and, and I wrapped one of the ends in aluminum foil to trap the grease. And in that moment of, and I, and I held up my pizza burrito to my face. And in that moment of loneliness, I pulled out my dick and I fucked it for 25 minutes like a flashlight. That's literally the end of my set. Thanks, guys. Who knew where he was going with that autism joke? Wow! That was, that was James Mara giving us the new material that is going to make sense someday. Yeah! I'm like, he's Jack. I was like, what? I thought maybe it was like an aristocrat's like take off. Like, I'm jacking off and I jack off all over the autistic kid. Your next comedian might, uh, is he here? I don't see. Ken, Ken Suzuki didn't make it yet. Uh, I was, I, I, thought, I thought it was funny too. I, I, I didn't know where you were going, but I, I like it when we got there. Your next comedian, he's going to get there quicker than everyone else because he's on roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> I... He is, a, he, is a, he is a special and unique 
Snowflake. Oh my God, you're so funny. Everybody, put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. So, uh, I uh, I got my first paying comedy gig a while back. Two and a half years of comedy, fourteen bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then after it, the next day, I went to my uh, $60 an hour uh, skating lesson that I teach and just continued with my life. I get 60 bucks an hour for skating as opposed to comedy because I'm good at skating. I'm so good at skating, guys. I'm so good at skating that uh, I'm in a showcase this weekend on Sunday in Golden Gate Park. So in case any people don't have any open mics at like 2 o'clock on Sunday, I'll be part of a skater showcase. And in particular, I'm part of the couples dancing skating showcase because I'm a man, right? Uh, And I'm so fucking good at skating, guys, that, you know, I went to a cobbler to get these things all nice and tightened up. And I was feeling so pumped about it. I then went and got the... The particularly blue, these are new laces, brand spanking new, because I was just feeling so hyped about skating, man. I'm fucking pumped about it. I mean, this, my face catcher's mitt, right? The face. But these calves, I mean, honestly, aren't these the calves of like a 25-year-old? I mean, check it out. I mean, yeah. I got it going on. Yeah, I am so good at skating. I'm so good at skating, I'm going to get an hour Netflix special. That's kill, guys. That's, that, was, that was right at squarely aimed at all of your dreams. Too soon? Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I do have an announcement to make. Uh, I have an announcement to make here. Uh, I'm transitioning. I'm transitioning from an apartment to a van. Yeah, it's quite a transition. More of a van-zition, actually. But I'm um, ching. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, when you, when you move out of a, a domicile into your mobile vehicle, you got to pare down a lot. So I was having a garage sale like the last time I had access to a garage. One of my neighbors comes by and she's like, oh, where are you moving to? And I'm like, right there. I point to my vehicle. She's like, oh, you're moving into your car. And I'm like, oh, fuck, how disrespectful, man. You think a San Francisco woman would be a little more enlightened. So let me van explain something to you all, okay? Size matters, all right? It's a van. It's not a car. It's a van. It's a van. It's not a car, okay? I guess I should be happy. <laughs> I'm not one of those comics that goes for laughs. I go to make you feel. And that was a home run right there. Did the mic pick up that sigh? Jesus Christ. So, on to my vansplanation. Where was I? So I guess I should be happy she didn't fat shame me. Like, oh, can't fit all your shit in a trunk, you hoarder. You know? So, anyway. Uh, So... I got to keep my health right, right? So I've been drinking uh, kombucha, right? Because you got to take care of your health. You're living in a fucking van. And uh, when I first started drinking it, I was like, oh, this is just like turnt wine and skunked beer that someone mixed together and convinced us is the magic elixir, right? But now that I have some experience with it, I realize it's the slurry they used for fracking. I mean, that shit is causing major climate change in my microbiomes and my floras and my faunas. And I am producing methane. It's horrible. 
So I switched it up, man. I switched to kimchi. And after eating some kimchi, I got to ask, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans, man? I mean, how do you make cabbage worse? I eat that stuff and it makes me Kim Jong ill. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. You got to gauge that sour scoff against a real audience, which would be, you know, scoffing less sourly. Uh, So anyway, let's get into some topical stuff on my way out here. Have you gotten, I got to give you guys an update on current events. Have you heard about the woman who uh, uh, got uh, convicted of murder because she, through text, encouraged her boyfriend to commit suicide? Uh, I'm trying to be open-minded about this, and you guys know I'm a feminist, right? So I don't know about murder, but kind of a bitch, right? I mean, at a minimum. Thanks, Ken. All right. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Matthew Quirk. He's so quirky. He is wearing shoes with roller skates on the bottom. He can shoot the duck. I wish he'd shoot a duck for me. I love to eat duck. That would be delicious. Your next comedian. He's a funny guy, and I'm excited to see him every time he performs. Uh, I would ask you to, to clap your hands, but if he had his druthers, he'd have them tied behind your back with a ball gag in your mouth. Everybody, it's Ken Suzuki. He'll be going in the other direction, on the other side of the planet. Oh, thank you, Pam. It's colorful intros. Keep me guessing every time. I'm loving it. Personally, I got to say, if text is what causes people to kill themselves, then what are people going to say about all the tasks I give? for Pam's sign-ups every day. Personally, I would honestly feel empowered if someone left my show and killed themselves. I'd be like, I finally killed. Literally. Oh, anyway, yeah. You guys ever wake up in the morning uh, still alive and just ask yourself, ask yourself why? Yeah. Because the worst thing people say, oh, Ken, why are you so concerned? You seem to have your shit together. Well, you know what? The worst part about having your shit together is having the pressure to keep it together. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. So I'm really happy to see the Democrats have finally learned to appreciate the Second Amendment. Eh? Emory, yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, honestly, though, I kept on thinking, I was a Bernie bro. And after what happened this week and all, I thought to myself, well, maybe if Bernie had the warriors behind him, trying to bring in topical jokes to political rhetoric. And unfortunately, I had a joke about, you know, the only ball I care about is the one that can be used as a gag. Punchline got stepped on. That's all. It is all good. It's all good. Anyway, a good friend of mine uh, bought me a Chinese hat the other day. Yeah, a Chinese hat. What's that? Uh, it's a chat made from the skin of Chinaman. And let me tell you, you just gotta, you gotta skin them, stretch the skin the right way, cure it the right way. You're like, Nothing is softer than Chinese leather, folks, let me tell you. I mean, really, the Asians, or as I call them, the off-whites. Uh, that's true. Jordan Peele made him one of the villains in that one movie about the evils of interracial dating. I believe it was called These White Bitches Ain't Loyal. Yeah, that's what they are. And it's actually pretty true, uh, from my experience. But, you know, is it really a hate crime if you love to commit it? Is it? I mean, really, guys. I think it's been mislabeled. I really do. 
I had a bunch of punchlines. I forgot to write them down. Anybody here have sex with a composer? That's great. When you come, you feel like you're part of an orchestra. Working at it. It's an open mic. You gotta have an open mind to sit through an open mind guy, mic, guys. So you know, kudos to you. Uh, so I was paying this uh, hooker to give me roadhead for a couple of bucks and a ride, and all I could think to myself was, man, I forgot it. Something about automatic transmission. That was gonna be the punchline about the coordination, about automatic transmission. There's something there. Uh, don't fuck with people in the tech industry, guys. Do not fuck with Google broads. Because they're the only people that have the ability to stalk you via drone. And restraining orders don't work with drones, folks. No, they don't. Be 50 miles away. That's my physical body. It doesn't have to be 50. It has to be 50 miles away. But I can get you wherever. Not only that, but once they got your phone. Whew. Oh, Life. It's kind of like comedy or a set, you know. It may not get better, but it eventually it will end. I hear like a pounding, like a vibration from the wall. And I'm like, is that everyone's collective heart beating? Just going, oh, Ken, when are you going to fashion that noose out of this microphone cord like you've always promised? Uh, suicide jokes. My biggest suicide joke, my comedy career. <laughs> Affirmation. Affirmation. There's nothing more like affirming to the end of a punchline like a horn. The horn. It's the horn of truth. That's what it is. Oh, I don't know where to go from here. Like, I want to encourage um, more divisive political rhetoric. I do. Because at least we're being honest, finally. Uh... And we can actually, not only can we say how we really want to feel, uh, feel about each other, we can actually show how we really feel about each other to each other, you know? Break the facade of this full politeness that we have in this so-called liberal city. We all want one of us dead. Like, I mean, really. Um, yeah. So, uh, speak freely, guys. Thank you. Ken Suzuki, everyone, with the sweetest hate speech I've ever heard. That was a really nice way to say that we should kill people that we don't like. Yay! Anarchy! Uh, I'm excited. People keep saying that when the apocalypse happens or the class war or whatever, they're like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to Montana. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to go live in one of those really awesome Victorian houses that, you know, the rich people, they'll get so scared and they're going to leave. I'm going to have crown molding. I'm really excited for some of these. Like, I am totally into old-timey antique shit, and I'm going to live in one of those sweet houses. Your next comedian... It's going to make you laugh. He looks like uh, Ronald McDonald and Wendy had, uh, had, a, had a love child. And uh, he's grown his hair out. It's just darling. Everybody put your hands together for Sean McKenzie. I, uh, I, I don't usually smoke marijuana before I do stand-up comedy, but we're fucking around, right? We're having a little fun. And so I'm stoned, and I'm listening to the intros, and I can't, because I'm high, I don't remember. I'm not keeping track. I don't know what I, who signed up in front of me. Uh, so I'm listening to the intros, trying to guess when it's me. 
and like uh, Pam would say something nice, like your next comic's great guy, or your next comic's really funny, and I'm like, oh, I hope it's me now. And nope, it was uh, looks like Ronald McDonald and shit is what it turned out to be. Uh. I think this is, I was looking at this, also I'm stoned, uh, so it's maybe it might, I'm biased, but I think this might be my favorite set list I've ever written so far. I've got Nazi pizza, white trash friends, and dad jerked off horses. It's a little like a little, little poem, you know? Uh, I made a pizza for Nazis one time. Uh, I didn't want to, my boss told me to. He had a good argument. I was working in this place, some Nazis came in. Uh, like, they didn't have swastikas, they're a bunch of pansies. They have, like, all their shits, like, in code. It's, like, stolen from other... Why do not... Why can't Nazis come up with new shit? The swastika is stolen from East Asia. The Burning Cross is stolen from uh, Scottish rebels. The Ku Klux Klan hood is uh, stolen from Spanish caregivers. The Eagle stolen from Rome. It, this is stolen from... It's they all... What? Come on. One new thing, Nazis. <laughs> or if white people are that special, come up with one new one. They don't. And I, but I was able to tell because at the time, this doesn't sound good. I was obsessed with Nazis. Like, I thought that Nazis were the problem back in the day. I didn't realize that it was, like, the white manager that just doesn't hire black people. You know what I mean? I didn't get how, like, sneaky racism is. I thought it was big Nazis. Those were the opponents. I guess I was right. I thought I was, I was wrong for a minute. But Nazis, they're, they're doing great these days. They've, uh, everybody loves a comeback story, right? Uh, so these Nazis come into my restaurant. Uh... And I say to my boss, like, hey, these are Nazis, I can tell, because whatever, uh, we should not serve these people. And my boss said, well, the owner is Mexican. If they want to give a brown dude some money, they're more than welcome to. And I'm like, fuck, that's actually a really pretty good argument. And, but I had to make their, they ordered a meat lover's pizza, which feels like, I love meat lovers, but that does feel like what Nazis would order, right? The meat lovers? <laughs> There's much flesh. Uh, and, and I was going to make their pizza shitty. I was like, because I, I was thinking about this because you talked about spitting in food. And I can't. I don't. I would never spit in somebody's food. But I'm like, I'm going to fuck up this Nazi pizza right now. These guys are going to get a terrible pizza. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> this, is, this is, white people really are terrible. Because it turns out that I love pizza more than I hate racism. <laughs> Like, I had, like, the bubbles pop up. I had to pop all of the bubbles. I was like, I saw the bubble coming up. I'm like, yeah, fucking smush the ingredients all together. Fuck this pizza up. And then I was like, no, the ingredients are going to get smushed together. <laughs> this pizza's going to be fucked up. And I popped it. But I did set it down real saucy on their table. Like, like. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is you're welcome, people of color. Uh, I made some white trash friends on the bus recently. It was really great. Uh, I thought she was graduating college and she was graduating high school a few years too late. I was like, yes, you're super white. I love this shit. I saw an ass crack. They were chewing dip. It was all the good. Oh, I am like people don't know because I look like like a combination of gentrification and like the British dude in India that didn't like kill Indians, but like told dudes to kill Indians. I feel like I look like, I got attacked by a crazy homeless person recently and I was trying to figure out why. And my sister said, it's because you look like the man. <laughs> you are every shitty boss he's ever had. Uh, hey Ken.
I love that you uh, attack Chinese people. Japanese and Chinese people are not fucking cool with each other, dude. Do not accuse one of being the other. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're getting we're getting down to it, guys. Uh, my dad, my dad did jerk off horses. I should have started with that. As soon as I said it, you guys were probably pretty curious about it. Uh, my dad jerked off. My dad bred horses. But I start by saying jerked off horses because when I say my dad was a horse breeder, that sounds quite fancy. Uh, it was not fancy. He literally jerked off horses. He also would guide horse dicks into horse vaginas. Like, as a career, I think that's pretty cool. There are people right now making, like, tech money putting a horse dick in a horse vagina. It's big business. Uh, well, I regret so many things. Uh, but, you know, that's life, and we keep on moving. Okay, bye. Sean McKenzie's dad jerks off horses. Yay! Now I have some way to, in, to introduce you. That's exciting stuff right there. I'm not going to forget that. Yay, Sean McKenzie. You're so funny. You had a good set at Eagle the other day, too. I laughed very hard at you. With you, not at you. With you. That happened to me when I was really little. I'll never forget the first time I tried to make my parents laugh and be funny in public, and they shamed me. I was at a Chinese restaurant, right? And, that, and they had... they they folded the napkins like little hats, like fancy, you know? And I got in there and I sat down and I put it on my head and I was like, la, 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 being all silly. And the lady came up and she was laughing and I was laughing with her and then my mom like looked at me and she's like, she's not laughing with you, she's laughing at you. You're embarrassing us. And I was like, I thought I was being funny. Anyway, I was in third grade and my parents never liked me. You're an ex-comedian. I bet he, I bet his parents like him. I bet you're very, your parents are like, we're so proud of him. He's moved out to San Francisco. He's doing so well. He's got a job doing comedy. He's got a podcast. He's killing it. Your parents proud of you? Fuck yeah. You lucky asshole. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands wildly for Matthew Banks. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, guys, what the fuck is up? This room is popping. I'm excited. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, most people um, most people go to psych wards because they're depressed. Um, I went because I thought I was God. <laughs> oh, it was incredible, dude. Psych wards get like a bad rap. Like, You know you got a problem when you're so high they give you drugs to come down? Uh, that was the case for me. Um, there's this red line outside of your door, and if you cross it, they'll tackle you and stick a needle in your ass full of good dope <laughs> to uh, knock you down. So uh, I don't think that's a way to keep drug addicts out, personally. Um, I was dying to get back in. Um, and they give you this big blue napkin to wear. It's like scrubs, except it's made of paper. So it's like one of those, it's a giant Scott paper towel that you have to walk around with. And apparently it's so you won't hang yourself uh, with your clothes because the paper will break, you know. So I was trying to think of more creative ways to uh, kill other people. I was happy. I was God. I was condemning people. You know what I mean? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm a, I'm a, I was born in Oklahoma, and then I downgraded to Mississippi. Um, yeah, I've never fucked one of my cousins. I haven't. It's not for lack of trying, though. <laughs> um, yeah, don't judge me, dude. My cousin is hot as fuck, dude. <laughs> she is. She's got all of her teeth. She, uh... 
She keeps them in an Altoid box. <laughs> yeah, in her top dresser drawer, right, right next to her duck calls. Um, I figured a, a fuck and a duck hunt. It couldn't have gotten better than that. Oh, man. You're talking about your dad, like, guides horse dicks into vaginas? It's like, man, that horse is fucking valuable. They give, like, a million dollars for, like, a, a tube of horse cum. Can you imagine? How do I know that? I don't even know. Oh, man. What else? Oh, yeah, my, when my uncle used to touch me, I would just, uh, the, the, the way I would get through it is I would just close my eyes and imagine it was my aunt. <laughs> 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 that was uh, it's a useful tip for anyone uh, listening <laughs> having that trouble oh man that's the advantage of being a southerner uh, yeah I know I moved to San Francisco pretty recently oh man my parents were proud they were like you're going to the most liberal place on earth my parents actually are liberal and um I was fucking excited because I thought liberal meant not racist. Uh, apparently, that's not the case. Um, dude, San Francisco's 5% black people. I was just like, you've never even given racism a chance, guys. It's like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. Like, no wonder you prance around saying you're not racist. Like, in order to have racism, you have to have races. Um, I think that's the number one component there. Um, the white guilt is fucking ripe here. Like, no wonder you feel guilty. It's because you're fucking guilty. Um, I'm pretty sure that's it. Dude, 8% of NASCAR fans are black. Fucking NASCAR. That means there's a higher percentage of black dudes sitting in a lawn chair with a John Deere hat on mourning the death of Dale Earnhardt than there are in San Francisco. And people try to tell me that Mississippi is racist. <laughs> like, fuck off. I did that set last night, and there was a black dude in the audience. He's like, yeah, I'm a NASCAR fan. <laughs> swear to God. And he's, he's, <laughs> he told me there are more black people at NASCAR races. It's like, wow, I made a great point. I was fucking excited about that. Oh, man. What else did I have? I'm a big fan of gay dudes. Um, that's the only thing good I've found about San Francisco. They're everywhere. Man, gay dudes know how to treat a man, for real. It's unbelievable. I, st I stayed with this gay couple. Uh, fuck, I thought I was at grandma's house. They fucking fluffed the pillows up for me. <laughs> they fucking tucked the sheet like under the mattress. You feel like you're going to sleep with purpose. It was unbelievable, dude. We woke up and they'd ha they cooked me blueberry pancakes and... You know, we had fucking milk. They were like, so uh, after breakfast, we're going to go get a mani-pedi. Do you want to go with us? It's like, what the fuck do you think I am? A hillbilly? Of course I want to go get a mani-pedi, dude. Oh, sparkle these bitches up. Oh, man. Didn't even get laid. Uh, I feel like I even put gay dudes in the friend zone. <laughs> I even get put in the friend zone by gay dudes. It's amazing. They're crying on my shoulder before I know it. Um, speaking of, I was at I was at work and this girl pulled me into the janitor's closet and she pulled me more real close. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then she just started crying about her boyfriend. That's how it works for me. Uh, anyway, have a good night, guys. Come to the come to Hell Hat after this. There's a great lineup. Oh,
Thank you, Matthew Banks. And he's right. He's actually on the hell hat that's going to be here for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse from 8 to 10 p.m. We've got really weird things in the hat today. Wow, it is fucked up. They're weird people. Bye, Ashton. Thank you. Bye, James. Thank you. Have good sets later and maybe sex someday. That would be nice for you. So, yeah, yay. Um, but yeah, try not, try not to have fun storming the castle. Uh, I thought it was really funny in your joke when you're like, they had milk? I'm like, <laughs> you, oh, okay. All right. Learning new things about Matthew. No milk. Not lactose intolerant. Just can't seem to throw it away when it's... Uh, so, Latoya and um, Rachel, you're both here, and you guys want to Rosham to see who goes, or do you want to send up one of these guys? Look at me give you choice. Would you like to send a dude? Because I, both of you got... Should we send a dude? Do you guys want to pick one? Do you want to just point to one? Not Matthew Quirk. So David or Joe? Yeah, or Arden. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Arden's a person too. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> he has the most luxurious hair in the room, actually. I have to say, I want to know what kind of hair products you use. Or maybe it's like the Wapu thing. Maybe you don't wash your hair very much, right? It's the Wapu. It's like you just, wa- I, you, seriously, you, you must to do something on Facebook and let us know how you keep your hair so luxurious. Uh, it's, it's, do you guys want to choose or do you want me to choose? Okay, I'm going to choose. You guys, your next comedian, I love him so much because he tells puns all the time and I fucking love puns. Uh, everybody put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde! Thank you, Pam. Uh, yeah, it's true. I am uh, a uh, self-hating punster. Uh, and in fact, Pam, uh, uh, just last week, one week ago today, I was invited to Sacramento to compete in a pun tournament. Really? Yes. A pun tournament. I didn't know uh, how this kind of thing worked. It's, it's basically a roast battle. You are given an opponent and a, th- and a, uh, and a category, and you're supposed to roast your opponent in the given category with puns. Oh yeah. I did very well. I came in second. Um, my... Thank you, thank you. My opponent was a very lovely young lady, uh, so they gave me the different categories. So they say, okay, roast your opponent uh, using the theme cars. Cars. And I said, okay. Uh, my opponent is so dumb, when she wanted to quit drinking, she went to a AAA meeting. That's right. That's right. And they said, okay, fine. Uh, now uh, roast your opponent uh, using the theme computers. And I looked at her and I said, uh, well, I can see her. I just hope I can navigate her. Navigator, navigator, <clears throat> dated browser reference, <laughs> folks. Finally, they said, okay, for the big finish, roast your opponent using the theme pets. Pets. And I looked at her and I said, okay, my opponent, my opponent looks wholesome, but I think she's seen a cockatoo. See? And and that's where the audience drew the line. They're like, hey, 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 buddy. Come on now. This is a family show. (laughs) 
They're a little uptight in Sacramento, folks. I didn't know that. It's a, it's a little straight-laced. <laughs> and really, I thought I was being quite generous, because clearly she had seen more than two. Um, I don't know. What else is happening? Fashion? Fashion? A lot of fashion going on here in this room. Uh, I know. Uh, Matthew Quirk is uh, reclaiming roller skates for the heterosexuals. I think that's great. I think that's great. Arden's bringing back the tucked-in t-shirt look. Very 80s. Retro. Love it. I love it. You know what's big right now is uh, puffy ski jackets. They're back in. Puffy ski jackets. Look around town. They're everywhere. Like every fourth person is wearing a puffy ski jacket in June. It's crazy. And then I just looked back and I was like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. About once every generation, people get an uncontrollable urge to look like a burrito. <laughs> I know. Every time I see one, I want to just shove a Mexican flag in their mouth and just write the word chicken down their back in magic marker. I don't know. It's because they're a big burrito. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to make a joke out of that someday. I got a new toy. I went to Best Buy, the little retail therapy, but uh, the virtual reality goggles. Have you seen these? They are, it's, they've been talking about it for years. They finally figured, oh, you stick your smartphone in it, it'll work. So I got it. It's okay, it's okay. It's like first you're like swimming in the ocean with the dolphins. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. I'm just like standing there with my stupid goggles and my boxer shorts in the living room. Just like this. And I'm realizing this isn't a good look, really. I look like Stevie Wonder taking a shower. It's just like, why? And then it occurred to me, wait a minute, is there virtual reality porn? There's got to be. Turns out there is plenty of virtual reality porn, um, which is kind of cool because it's like the person seems like they're right there in front of you, uh, but pretty quickly it's like, yeah, it's really not much better than regular porn, except for one thing. You look away from the uh, lady, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I've got this incredible house. Look at this. There's a pool. There's a hot tub. There's a spiral staircase. There's a view of the San Fernando Valley. This is amazing. I'm thinking to a San Franciscan, that's the real porn. It's real estate. Real estate. It's a work in progress, kids. I love it. Oh, the clown horn of love. I like it. I li uh, Bill O'Reilly from Fox News got fired. Yeah. Ah, that's right. Apparently he had an unfortunate habit of saying inappropriate things to his coworkers. Yeah. In fact, he, according to a court testimony, he told one female coworker he wanted to take a bath with her and rub her naked body all over with a falafel. Falafel, that's right. He meant a loofah. Oh. <laughs> but he said falafel. That's right. It's rough. Again, that should be grounds for dismissal right there. Yeah. Even worse, a week later, he asked her for a golden shawarma. Oh, hi yo, hi yo. It's Joseph. I'm back, gang. Thank you. Golden shawarma. That's awesome. I have a I have a clean joke that I'll do after your joke real quickly. This is the only joke I know that's clean for children. So, um, SpongeBob walks into this bar, you know, like kind of like I don't know under the sea, like 
pineapple bar or whatever. So he goes into this bar and he asks the bartender uh, for a drink, but he spies this really cute girl sponge and he's like, hey, what's your name? And she doesn't say anything. And he looks at the bartender and he's like, what's wrong with her? And he goes, don't worry, she's just a loofah. Sorry, I love that joke, and every time I tell it to children, they look at me, and they're like, I, what? SpongeBob? I'm like, okay, a loofah is a sponge, and they're like, I'm convinced that children are getting dumber and dumber. I I hang out with a sixth grader that can barely read, and she's like, typically developed. It's funny. Anyways, when they still are looking at Netflix, and they're using the kids section, and like, choosing the pictures, and they're like 11, it's like, right, I know, technology has done us a disservice, everyone, this made our children fucking stupid, we are gonna have a rock block, I know, sometimes comedy isn't, it's just like me commenting, uh, your next media is one of my favorite people, I get to spend time with her every Wednesday, it's so enjoyable on the AltaCast, uh, where we do news with a socialist bent uh, about Drug Policy Alliance and Narl Pro-Choice America, because we care about drugs and abortions. Yay! Uh, but she's, uh, we do the news every week. She's also part of the rap duo uh, Hot Dirty P and The Sheriff. Uh, please put your hands together, everybody, for LaToya, The Sheriff of Truth, win! Hurt. Oh. So why do I always miss an opportunity to riot? <laughs> I always do. I mean, that's just one thing I've not been able to do. And I'm coming from St. Louis and Chicago, and I still have not had the opportunity to riot. And then, you know, of course, you know, sports. Uh, you know, the Warriors win and what happens? <laughs> what happens? Shit has to go down in the mission. And I always miss that mission to destroy shit. I mean, I would. I mean, I was even in Chicago when the Blackhawks won after 50 years. I missed my time to burn shit thin. I I was in St. Louis uh, back in the 90s when they rioted. Oh, but I was in school, being a really good girl trying to get an education instead of get a TV. I mean, and then you know the first time when the Warriors won, I was down the street and I I was drunk, so I missed my opportunity to burn a cop car. And long behold, today's news, I really want to burn some shit. So if you see a cop car today, flick it off, or you know, if they're not looking through a rock, because uh, I'm sure some of you guys might know about the news about uh, uh, Flando Castile. Yeah, it's getting deep. But don't worry, we'll, we'll get to the other ism in a moment, because <laughs> there's so much. So, you know, in memory of, I say just throw a, throw a little rock or a little bead or a little fuck you to the popo, because they are not our friends right now. But meanwhile, going to the other ism, uh, feminism. Yes, there are different versions of this. Um, we were talking about this on the Autocast on Wednesday. There is the um, burn your bra, Gloria Steinem feminist. And then there are the Instagram feminists. Those are the simple ones. Simple feminism. It should be like a Cliff Notes. You just pop a titty out and you're a feminist. That's all. Fuck free in the nipple. That was, that was a movement, but now we have Instagram. Oh, and Snapchat, that snappy titty. Because that, long behold, you're saving women's rights and reproductive systems. Yeah, here's a titty. Uh, 
No. Um, I've just noticed, like, I, I've, I've been, ever since we had this conversation on the AutoCast, I've been kind of pissed off at bitches because there's too many simple ones in this city. Very, very fucking simple ones. And again, working in the marina, too simple. You know, your glass of uh, oaky Chardonnay uh, or Tito's and Sota. You know, just observing the conversations that these women have. And they were talking about um, uh, Gigi Hadid, whoever, some model or what have you. And they were talking about her weight and how, you know, she goes up and down. And I'm just like looking around and I'm like, seriously? And this is right after we did the AltaCast too. And I'm just like, wow, bitch, you really talking about another bitch's weight and you're about to get your ovaries ripped out. Good, good talk. Have another glass of Chardonnay. As a matter of fact, put a little roofie in it and knock yourself out. Real harsh. Um, so a lot of people don't know the definition of feminism. And the definition basically is very simple. Equal opportunity for both men and women. Very, very simple, right? Wrong. No, not so simple. Because again, we have the simple feminism movement going on. Pop a titty out, show some leg, and put on some lipstick, bitch. Oh, and be in my video. <laughs> in which we should hire some of those Instagram feminists for our uh, mixtape. That would be dope. Just take a little flip on the script on that shit. But other than that, yeah, a lot of things have been pissing me off. And uh, oof, I feel like doing something today, being bad like getting arrested but not getting arrested but running really really fast from getting arrested so on that note i'm gonna leave it here uh be good to yourselves and uh make sure if you again if you see a cop just throw a finger for god's sakes i'm out I don't know if you guys heard uh, about the country that actually is filled with feminism. Uh, have, let's see if I can, I did it last night. Have you heard about the country called Iceland, you see? Iceland just passed a rule law, you know, that men, and it is illegal for men to be paid more than women for the same work is they are very it's an island of feminism <laughs> don't let poets lie to you um anyways i love bjork but really uh iceland has just decided that uh they are completely feminist and uh as i was listening to latoya said i i scraped my arm because a child put a booger on me today and i just i just uh, scraped it off you know that's the well no that's the thing is that that never happens to men. I want to see a man hang out with an autistic child for four or five hours and then come to an open mic and wipe the boogers off themselves. And then feminism will be real. I'm glad I said that while you're eating a char siu bao, which looks like it's filled with boogers. Uh, I trust char siu bao all day long, all day, every day. All right. We are going to move along right now with this female rock block. Uh, it's a pleasure to see you. I haven't seen her in a while, and I'm glad that she uh, came all the way out here to the mission to be part of Happy Hour tonight. Uh, 
I still, I dream sometimes of your, of your matzah crack. I was so sad when that, I, I, I ate it in tiny, tiny bits. The caramel, she makes this caramel chocolate covered matzah like at Passover and it's so good. I like saved it for a month. I was eating tiny bits and I was like slapping people's hands. Oh yeah, I know. It was great. I was fucking stoked. Um, she's also really funny, you guys. She's a great cook. She's also really funny. Put your hands together, everyone, for Rachel Raphael. Yay! I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've I've just been napping a lot the last two weeks. Uh, I got I started working again for medical leave, and then I was like, "Fuck, I'm tired. I don't want to talk to anybody." Um, unlike all the other times, I don't want to talk to anyone for no good reason. Um, I uh, so I I don't think I'm a regular at hospitals yet, but I would say at this point I'm probably like like I don't know a recurring. A recurring, and I'm not talking about like just standing in a hospital. I'm talking about three times in the past like seven years, I have stayed at least one night in a hospital. I feel like that counts as recurring. Um, and so uh, last month, I went to the hospital to get a hernia fixed, and this was the first time I had stayed in the hospital where I thought of myself as a comedian. Um, and I don't know why I didn't think about doing any bits. Um, the main bit that I think I should have been doing is um, every time they give you a pill in the hospital, they make you tell them your birth date and your full name. I thought it was just for the fun pills. It's not, apparently. I've mostly just been getting the fun pills like painkillers, but I don't know. I guess if you're like, yeah, I need, I have a UTI in the hospital, they'll still make you tell your name. So I don't know why, like, I didn't think about doing nicknames for this whole time. Like, like, like really, okay, you want this Percocet? You have to tell me your name and birthday. That's really time for like a one-liner, is it not? <laughs> um, so here, here, here's what I should have said. Um, uh, okay, uh, Rachel, what's what's your full name and date of birth if you want this Percocet? Rachel, I've ha I really enjoy Percocet and I've had enough opportunities to get addicted to it if I was going to, so I don't really think I have to hide how much I like it, Rafael. <laughs> um, uh, okay, you want this Percocet? Uh, Rachel, apparently four is the number of times I can pee within a 20-minute period if you're just going to fill me with fluids. Um, that happened. Wasn't fun. Uh, I think I would just get weird and just be like, uh, Rachel, the snake, Rafael. There's no reason. There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason except that it would be awesome. <laughs> um, uh, or, and this one would need sound effects. I think it would just be like, Rachel, queen of naps, Rafael. But I need like an echo sound effect to play. Um, <laughs> Rachel, I'm only wearing three hospital bracelets. Can I have more? I don't know why. I don't even know why I have three. Um, uh, so, Rachel, yes, that is my mom knitting a sweater in the corner of this hospital room, Rafael. <laughs> um, it's adorable. Um, so, yeah, I got a hernia in my stomach. Now, a hernia is like an opening between like layers of stuff in your body. Um, and then they usually put like a mesh, like a hole, you know, to stop it. And my, I'm describing this... Um, really just for Pam, because she's into this creepy stuff. Um, and when I first started telling people I had a hernia, Pam drunkenly came up to me and said, oh, I get it. Your stomach's like a slab of bacon. She never explained it. <laughs> never explained it. Doesn't remember. But it did happen. Um, and so I got my hernia fixed. My stomach was not like, 
a, a hole where you had to put some mesh. It was not like a slab of bacon. It was more like if you've ever put on like a, a jacket that's tightly too small and you have to like pull it taut to zip it. It was more like that except inside my stomach. Yeah, yeah. Sh- scar. Anyone who wants to see the scar after, donate a dollar. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I live alone now, and I'm also incredibly single, and there's a few things I would like to have a boyfriend for so I could do, um, or just it'd be easier for me. So here are my top three reasons today why I would like to have a boyfriend. Um, number one, I cannot even with a ladder, like I'm not tall enough to replace the light in the ceiling. And with a ladder, wearing sneakers, standing on top of a book, still not tall enough. Uh, number two, um, I found like a random like scab on the underside of my boob. I would, I need like someone, I can't see under there. So like you can't, it's hard. <laughs> It's hard to see under there, so I feel like I would know more about what's going on on the undersides of my boobs if I had a boyfriend. Um, and number three, I would just, there's there's some things I want to watch on Hulu and Netflix that I don't want to watch, like living alone in my own house, because it would be too scary. Like, they don't even have to talk to me about it. It would just be nice to know that someone else was there. So those are the three reasons why I currently need a boyfriend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Rachel Ravel. No one would want a boyfriend to have sex with them because they smell weird and they're gross. Oh, okay. She wants to have sex with them too. Boys smell weird. Uh, they do. I've. It's so funny because at this point I would never cheat on my boyfriend because I just wouldn't. If I just. I. I barely want to have sex with him. I don't want to have sex with anybody else. <laughs> like it's gross. Sorry. As I get older, it's. I just, I can't wait till I go through menopause because I want to get a tattoo where my uterus was or whatever happens. I know it doesn't fall out when you go through menopause. It's still there, but uh, I want to get a tattoo of a skeleton baby kitten because <laughs> I think it'll be so cute, right? Like all curled up with a little kitty face. And if I was going to birth anything, it better be a motherfucking kitten. Babies are weird. Kittens are cute. Like them, and they only live ten years, which is much easier with my schedule. So, <laughs> these babies you got to keep forever. Who? What's wrong with these people? Uh, I have. I, I seriously. What? I was hanging out with my friend today, Sabine, and she. She likes to watch YouTube videos of two things: one, children crying, and two, children getting stuck in things. <laughs> Weird afternoon, I'm telling you. I was like, why are you rejoicing in the sadness of other smaller children? I was going to say more retarded, but that wouldn't be nice. Your next comedian, he has a show here on Mutiny Radio every Tuesday. He said he was going to do a money thing for us. Did you do the money thing for us on Tuesday? Did you do a a special ritual for money? You forgot. You did? Did you really? Fuck yeah, you did. That's great. I'm currently reading a book that he gave me about the uh, about witchcraft and the malefactorum thing and the, how they knew how witches were witches. And it is so funny. It keeps getting funnier and funnier and funnier. And my favorite page right now is a page that has all of the devils. And there's one of the devil that's half lady, half cat. And I'm like, I'm going to actually start doing some research on this fucking devil. I want to I like worship the cat, the cat lady devil. Come on, fuck Jesus. This is a cat lady. 
You guys are going to love your next comedian. He has a show every Tuesday night here from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette. Everybody, clap wildly for David Stolowitz. Yay! Uh-oh, who wouldn't go? Uh-oh, down in the Castro, up on the hilltop, dip, 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 down on Eureka, zip, zip, zip. You ever notice how Uranus Street is the one with the best view? <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. So yeah, I'm into uh, Solomonic evocation. I've been doing that for 10 years or so. Before it was cool. Like, like the Kabbalah Center don't know shit. They tried to hire me at one point, but I didn't want to move to LA because I like SF too much. I still feel that way about comedy. I just, I love this place so much. I think there's so something so romantic about Mutiny Radio, you know. And uh, it, so one of the things I learned is uh, how to deal with your demons practically, like how to convert uh, neuroses and traumas into something you can work with. And uh, I've met a couple of them over the years. Like, um, there was this one named Marberwell back in the day that turned my friend into a troll. Now he has gout, lives in his mom's basement, and harasses people online. <laughs> magic. Yeah, right? But this is a magic wand. It got a circle right here. I mean, you can make it happen. It's psychology is basically what it comes down to. Same thing about tarot and everything else. Um, so, you know, like back in the day before people had psychiatrists, they had exorcists, and that's how they dealt with this stuff, you know? They put on a great fabulous ritual, and they got rid of their demons, you know? <laughs> oh, but yeah, a lot of the, the clergy still are pretty campy, right? Um, I used to love Robert Anton Wilson. He had this character named Padre Pederastia, <laughs> would just dance around and do numbers. But, uh, yeah, um, my grandpa loves this uh, card game, Solitaire. You guys know what it is? Yeah. But he seems to define his entire identity around this game. Like, he just plays it every fucking day. Like, there's no joy in it anymore. It's just, I must play Solitaire. And I try to suggest, I'm like, you know, doesn't it ever get old? And he takes it personally. He's like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you just get tired of playing solitaire. I like being part of a community. I mean, it's not easy, and, like, comics are hard on each other. Um, I'm still getting used to it, because, like, a lot of people are used to shitting on me for being the liberal faggot, but they don't expect me to come back at them with their own crap. They're like, well, what's going on here? You're supposed to bend over and take it. <laughs> Uh, I'm smarter than your average gay bear. What can I say? <laughs> but yeah, um, education can be put to a lot of good purposes. Um, I'm still trying to pay off a lot of my debts. Um, but, you know, I'm going to make it happen. Uh, I'm happy about what I'm doing right now. I think I'm going to throw another hundred into uh, the bucket, Pam, if you'll cover my dues for August. <laughs> yeah, because bitches aren't paying their dues around here. I'm ready to send Lord Rom after their asses. <laughs> oh, but yeah, seriously, there is this demon that chokes you with the desire for fame, but he's useful for getting you to pay your debt. So there might be something there. Hmm. Practicality, practicality. But yeah, um, who was it? Uh, there was some comedian. I think Kern Braunholer, is that how you say it? Yeah. He said comedians are angels, and I like that, because you guys do brighten my days, and it always makes me so sad when people talk about suicide, 
You know, I just like look at the the the, the Robin Williams tunnel. I mean, now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, he couldn't. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I hope you guys don't kill yourselves because I really do feel like you brighten the world and you make it a better place by being in it. And I do love you, even if you don't want to give me a hug. I get that. Some of your moms were mean to you. I understand. It's, it's all right. You know, not everybody is comfortable with physical affection and you can't force it onto people. I, I have comic friends who try to give hugs way too quick, like Andrew or Rolfall, and people are like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> they explode. But th that's one of the reasons I love that guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to practice more forgiveness these days. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I still get pissed off. I still have thoughts in my head like, oh, if Mech and Roth will throw herself off a bridge, I'll do it for her. But no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. She was right. She got to win that battle. You should have lost because you were being a misogynistic prick. Down to earth, David. Down to earth. Ah. <laughs> uh, you, I want to see feminism be great again. It shouldn't be demonized. I'm, and nobody should be demonized. I mean, anytime we take an entire segment of human civilization and say, bad guys, then we get gun violence. Like, even the Republicans. I was kind of mad about how quickly people were making jokes after the shooting the other day. Like, and it was just like... <laughs> Yeah, which one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a new fucking normal. Which one? God, and I was here in the city that day, you know, flying by the seat of my pants. I'm like, oh, the cops are going to catch me while I'm driving on acid. They're too busy with the latest shooting. Jesus Christ. All right. Thanks, San Francisco. <laughs> They're not going to catch him flying on acid. There's too much gun violence in this city. No, I actually didn't know which one he was talking about. I didn't know if it was uh, the UPS one. I was freaked out at the UPS one because if you ever guys ever go to Brainwash, there's um, a UPS guy, and his name is Mike, and he's big, and he does comedy, and he's very funny, and he works for UPS. And so that day, Jonathan and I were freaking out because we heard one of the names who got shot was Big Mike. But thank God it's not our big mic. It's a different big mic. And I was like, but I was nervous for a minute. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I know people that work there that I'm friends with. Okay, So I'm glad that our friend Mike is not dead. And I'm sad that three people are. And why do people always go postal in a place where there's packages? Like, why is that even a thing? <laughs> like, what's going on with people that send packages around? Is there going to be a shooting at Amazon or something? There's going to be like, right? Wouldn't that be weird if it was like, did you know Amazon just bought Whole Foods? So like, everything is the same. I, I don't know. Are they going to, drones are going to deliver your Whole Foods? Uh, I'm I'm excited for the times with the drones uh, because I want to train pigeons to um, I'm gonna so I've been saving dental floss for the apocalypse to, to murder pigeons but I want to train them also to be on small leashes so that I can have them fly with a net and they can fly over and then capture drones and then drag the things to my house like can you imagine wouldn't that be cute like for Pigeons like walking, like, and they're like dragging some Whole Foods. Okay. 
Your next comedian. I have a, I mean, it's like a cartoon vision in my head, but I see it like, fly my pretties, go, you know, and then they like bring me back skin cream or something. Your next comedian is very, very funny. He has a great show every Wednesday from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. You can also buy his book, High Time Storytime on Amazon. He's the devil. <laughs> you aren't the devil. Amazon's the devil. Uh, everybody, love him up with your hands clapping together. Arden, yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. No, Pam, I am the devil. You do realize that. That's why I look like Jesus, right? You know, we've got the painting of Jesus back in the booth. I look like Jesus because I'm the Antichrist. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 33 years old. I'm a stand-up comic. This is how it starts. This is how I be- get the fame. Once I turn 35, I run for president because uh, you know, what's-his-face will be out of the White House by then. And uh, yeah, that, that's how... It, and then I, I bring about world peace for a period of, what is it, 10 years? And then uh, the apocalypse happens. So, yeah. I... I, I got to apologize, uh, David. I've been watching a lot of Supernatural lately. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Season 12, bitch! Uh, <laughs> I get addicted to the shows that are really, really bad because they have great mythology to them, right? It's somewhat based in actual occult shit, and a lot of it's Hollywood bullshit. But it's great because it has that just thread of authenticity to it. And you're like, yeah, I can believe this world. That's awesome. And when they cross over to real Hollywood, that's phenom- that was the greatest meta episode ever. Oh, God. I'm j- at this Yeah. At this point, I'm just jerking myself off on stage. Anyway, um, so I wanted to run through this bit because uh, I, I, I have the potential to possibly do a commercial bit sometime soon. So uh, I want to run through some of my stuff that I have for that. So we'll start off with, uh, I, I'm no longer allowed in advertising marketing anymore. Uh, that's what I used to do for a job for those of uh, you who just thought I was a burnout hippie. Uh, yeah. I, it looks like I got back from fun Vietnam, right? It, it's just... <laughs> Uh, but no, I, so I'm no longer allowed because I, I was the fixer. I was the consultant. I was the white knight. I was the guy to come in on a Pegasus and just fix your fucking company because you're driving into the ground, you dumb shit, right? Think Gordon Gecko, but less corporate raider, more marketing douchebag, right? And uh, that was me. And uh, it all went to shit uh, around the time that I figured out a lot of these companies, their only out was... Uh, have you thought of just selling heroin? Like, uh, you could, let's put it this way. We could cut our overhead by just firing the marketing department because this shit just sells itself. And, uh, you know, 23% of your customers are going to become lifetime users. I mean, it's a really short, shitty lifetime, but they're going to become lifetime users. You know, you got them for life is what I'm saying. Uh, but... Uh, that's why I'm no longer allowed in marketing and advertising. But uh, you got to think to yourself that with all the VC money out there right now, you ever think VCs, you know, ever say to themselves, this was an expression when I was in advertising marketing, well, you know, it's not like we're curing cancer. And uh, then one of their acquisitions team guys goes, uh, you know, we just bought a pharmaceutical company and that's all they do, right? Ah, oh, shit. Now we got to learn about cancer. God damn it. Sell that shit. I, oh, bankrupt it. I don't care. I just don't want to take it off the balance sheet. I don't want to deal with it. That's what, you know. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, comedy. I, I comedy. I've realized I, I was raised by the law. Uh, lawyers are running my family, uh, so I know a lot about the law. And I figured out that the reason why I'm a comic is because we just split paths, and comedy is a lot like the law. Allow me to elaborate. Uh, so in the law, you do a lot of research, right? You go through legal precedent, you take a lot of notes, brief documents, all sorts of stuff, mountains of paperwork. In comedy, we do a lot of research, and that's called Netflix and masturbation. (laughs) In the law, you take a lot of depositions, and you do a lot of interviews, and you talk to a lot of interesting people. In comedy, you smoke a lot of pot, you talk to a lot of people you wish you hadn't, and you sleep with a lot of people you really wish you hadn't. And in the law, you're trying to make your case to the judge and the jury, your audience. And in comedy, you're trying to make a case to your parents to please just cover my rent for one more fucking month, please. (laughs) I'll leave you on this. Uh, Have you ever seen a heist take place at a Chuck E. Cheese's? (laughs) I was in Colorado and I'm watching as meth head number one distracts the 15-year-old pimple-faced manager with her tits and lack of teeth. <laughs> as meth head number two takes a crowbar to the fucking skee-ball machine <laughs> and they make off with three rolls of tickets. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, one, why the fuck am I in a Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> Number two, what are they going to do? Hawk the tickets back in 1990 for a super soaker? (laughs) Which has a retail value of $150 in 1990 money. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Arden. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Arden, hanging out at... Chuck E. Cheese, inappropriately, possibly. Ball pits, not fun. I used to be a camp counselor in the summer, and we'd take the kids to a place like Chuck E. Cheese, but it was like ball pits and things they jump on, you know, like little, like, yeah, like a bouncy place, Discovery Zone. It was down in San Diego. And uh, someone took a shit in the ball pit. Oh, yeah. You have no idea what a nightmare it is when a child poos. In the, I know, and they had to, once we figured it out, it was a big problem, oh, it was a problem. They had to take all the, they had to shut down the ball pit. You can't, you gotta wash all the balls after that. You know, it's so funny because men's balls are so close to their pooper, so they like have shit on their balls all the time, I would think. So it's like they're constantly in a dirty Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I'll try to get these people in here for your, you guys, we have, we have one more comic come in for him because we, I mean, just come on in, come on in, come on in. Uh, our last, we have a lot of, it's really, really, I love it when people come to happy hour and they all have shows here too. Your next comedian, he also has a show here at Mutiny Radio on Sundays from two to 4 PM. It's a lot of fun. It's let's watch a full, let me sing the song. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Uh, everybody, Mike Spiegelman. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. 
That was great. Uh, I am going to have to ask you to pay uh, uh, royalties for that song, for singing it. Just, just, uh, just, sign, just sign this paper and it'll be... I uh, went to uh, my fav- one of my favorite head shops, which is on Mission and 24th, Walla Walla, whatever. I think it's now like Vapey Smoke. But I went and bought screens for... I have a friend that has a pipe. And, uh, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> we have some people who believe in that. No, that's great. It's, it's so much easier to get high by going, am I high? I don't know. Am I high? I still don't know. Am I high? Oh, I died from that cancer you get from eating microwave popcorn. But enough about vaping. Uh, I was buying, uh, no, someone I know, uh, I was buying screens. And uh, because I have... I keep buying screens and I keep losing them. You know, like the little package, like the original Dimebag package, and sometimes there'll be like dollar bill logos on it or stars. And uh, it's just, I buy them and I lose them. And I, I don't really want to have them lost in my house. So coming up here, I went to my favorite head shop and the guy's like, what can I get you? I go, I want some brass screens, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like for your pipe? There's the ones that look, Golden. Those are the ones that don't clog up immediately. Those are the ones you can reuse when you lose your packages. Uh, anyway, to get the longest story, I lost it somewhere here in the uh, area. I, uh, <laughs> it might be in the bathroom, but I just I had it in my pocket coming in here, and prior to my set, I totally lost it. So if you guys see it, and I, it's so crazy. I mean, I, I, it's a real dream for me to perform here. You know, I I dreamt last night I was performing here and uh, it's actually in my uh, dream journal uh, so I also lost my dream journal so if you guys see that <laughs> don't read it I like to keep uh, a diary I think it's it helps my life writing about my life and it's 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 helped me with a certain logic and it gets to the point where I even dream about the events in my life that I wrote in my diary, which makes my dream journal very redundant. I'm like, see journal, see diary. I also lost my diary, if you see that. Don't read it, it says Mike's most inner personal thoughts. But please, don't read it, if you guys could find it. So yeah, these pipes, because I, you're stuck with one screen, if I can get back to, uh, Bullshit. But you're stuck with one screen, and every time you have it, you have to like clean it constantly. And I know there's like these. Hey, if you see a bag of screens in there, let me know. In the bathroom. Oh yes. Yeah, there we go. I had. Is it on the floor? All right. God, I can't believe it. And you know what I should do? Like when I go to these stores now, I'm just gonna flat out say it over the internet. I'm gonna fucking pull my pipe out. And be like, do you give me a second? And I'm gonna put like a screen in there. So, are they there? Let's check. Let's. You know what? I'm gonna kill the rest of my time by playing. Let's check my pockets. <laughs> so my shirt pocket, no. Could be in my wallet, but my left front pocket, no. It's front. Uh, let's see what I got. Keys. Another f- uh, glass. Uh, there we are. Nope. You, we need two lighters because you. 
No, you need two lighters because one's going to go out on you. And you'll be glad. Two notebooks, but the material is very nuanced and old. This is my set list. <laughs> this is my lineups. Uh, yeah, that's my, uh, so that's it. I think I'm out of pockets. Look, hey, I'm, uh, this is the PG version of my elephant joke. <clears throat> Come back later. All right, there we go. Pockets are empty. All right, before I close, I like to, I like to close my set by placing items back into my pockets. As I discuss, my wallet, radio listeners, is in my left pocket. My keys, <laughs> safely in my right pocket. And now, let's get the, so here's the important thing I have. I have two cigarette lighters. One of these won't work. Okay, that one does. All right. Then I got a pack of matches from the comic club every first Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Come see my show. It's across the street from uh, Stray Moy's show. And then uh, this, which I think has CBD in there. I didn't realize I had this. I was just looking in my uh, backpack and I found that. So, <clears throat> and so you know what I'll do? Like, all right, so here, here's, uh, I endorse this brand. So, and this is like, this, no, there's a little chamber. Some pipes have little chambers where you put your pipe. I'm gonna put all my uh, screens in there at the store. And that makes me a better human being. May we never hear this story again. Thank you so much. I'm Mike Spiegelman. This Sunday with Alicia uh, Wesselin. Mike Spiegelman. We're all going to be looking for those fucking things all night. I'm going to be looking around like a, with my head down on the ground like this. Like, where are the screens? Where are the screens? Uh, just for uh, vaporizing, you don't need any screens. Yay. Your next comedian is actually on the next show. She's on the Hell Hat show, which is going to be at 8 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about it. But right now, she's going to do some comedy of her own. Clap your hands together for Alyssa Westerlund. I, uh, I got here. It was really great because uh, I had already... I, I've been doing this thing where um, I... Uh, day drinking. Anyway, it's really interesting. Um... Uh, I think it's it has something to do with depression. I thought day drinking would help that. Uh, this is not a, what? Don't worry about me, buddy. Shut up. I'm on the microphone. If I fall on my ass, I fall on my fucking ass. Oh, you find your screens. Thank the, the Lord. Yeah. I've, I've never actually broken a stool before. Okay, that's good. That's great. Okay, everybody's happy now. Awesome. Okay, no, I'm just, I'm really hoping I break this stool um, just because I've never broken anything that way before. Uh, so I started drinking at like three and then I decided I would eat some mushrooms because I have to do this weird show tonight. And then I walk in here and they give me like 10 milligrams or whatever. Um, <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> what a, you know. And uh, so what I really want to talk about is I have a weird life and it, it started out really weird uh, because my parents are were in a cult and I was, you know, there by proxy, you know, as far as that goes. They they did eventually leave the cult when I was five because um, my dad said no one else is going to molest my kids. And, uh, you know, I think he really made the right decision there because you don't actually want strangers teaching your kids about sex. That's just weird. Um, 
But no, I don't actually think he molested us, but he is Canadian, and that is how they talk. So I'm probably okay. Anyway, so the cult thing happened. Um, my parents smoked a lot of marijuana when I was a kid. Uh, my dad was drunk most of the time. My mom was high most of the time. But they somehow managed to seem like very conservative people. We uh, used to have a lot of ceremonies at my house where uh, we would have shamans literally come from Peru come to the house, and they would administer ayahuasca to an ever-growing group of adult children. Um, so I would have to hear about how my father had turned into the floor, or about how my mother had met her grandfather who was a frog and lived underground. Anyway, I would just stroke their arms and tell them everything was going to be okay. Right? Um, so then when I was 16, I moved out. And, uh, well, I, well, I started selling weed before I moved out. I started selling weed. I started stealing weed from my father um, and selling it to my mother because they were now divorced. And so my mom was my first customer, and I realized how profitable it could be. So I continued to steal weed from my dad until... I moved into a new place where my aunt, my aunt Dara, who was friends with my dad, had a spare bedroom, like this little cabin in the back of her place. And it was a very nice house. She threw these amazing ragers. She's like this 60-year-old woman, never wears a bra, Jew, so like really into being Jewish. Um, like, and the parties were great. We would do, like, they would do Molly, they would have mushrooms, and, and there's cherry wood floors, right? So, like, you know, no cops are coming to this party, and if they do come to the party, you got a 65, you know, whatever the hell fuck old this bitch is, you know, comes to the door, she looks all sweet, and she says, hi, officers, I'm so sorry, is there a problem? Oh, my God, would you like to come in? Would you like some wine? She always offers them beer, because if they accept it, then anything they say about her is, uh, not admissible. Um, so, so uh, she was a genius. I would clean these parties after, uh, you know, and, and it was always a great gig because not only did I get paid cash, I usually found like mushroom chocolates, hits of ecstasy, bags of weed, whatever, just lying around. And of course, I always got to keep those. That was part of the deal. Um, I also did a lot of cleaning for people after Burning Man. I would clean their RVs and I would collect drugs that way. So Dara discovered I really liked weed. My Aunt Dara, she was like, this bitch really likes weed. And she said, you know, honey, um, you know, I can keep paying you in weed for when you clean the house, you know, because she would pay double if I worked for weed. Or you could start selling the stuff and then you could earn the weed that way. And so I'm 17 at the time and I'm like, you know, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, so we waited until I turned 18 to tell my father that I was his best dealer. Um, it was a it was an interesting day for everyone. Um, anyway, so growing weed uh, at a very young, youngish age as a five foot tall redhead is interesting. It gets a little scary. Um, I ended up, I ended up getting engaged to a murderer, which was kind of just like, you know, I, basically I'm out there, I'm selling weed, I'm small. I need a bodyguard, you guys. I need someone to protect me. So I went out there and I found the biggest sushi chef with the, the biggest knife and the longest ponytail that I could. And, you know, and I knew he was the one because he went to another man who owed me money who also happened to have a ponytail. I don't know. At the time, I was really into guys with ponytails. And uh, this guy, Gavin, owed me money. And Lou went to him and he said, if you don't give her her money back, I'm going to cut off your fucking ponytail. Wow. So I got my $20. Yeah. And, you know, that's how I knew Lou was the one. Uh, it did get a little weird, though. It did a little, you know, because he is currently serving a life sentence in San Quentin for murder. And... You know, people would, you know, people would always want to, you know, like, did you know he was a murderer? I'm like, well, yeah, he, I mean, he told me, but I just thought he was joking. 
because because he said he was a hitman for the Mexican mafia, and he's Korean. <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. Um, but no, people, you know, there's a lot of, you know, they judge me and uh, they say stuff like, well, you were a party to murder. Uh, but actually, he had sex with me after he killed people. So I'm an after party to murder. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was rough, though. I did get hit. But, you know, my insurance company warned me red is more likely to get hit. So it is fine. Um, where will I end it on? Thanks for letting me do all those murderer jokes, you guys. Um, it is kind of fun being with a killer. Because uh, they're they're just they're they're uh, they're great in bed. Wait, did I do that wrong? <laughs> Something. <laughs> he was a he was a killer. Everybody wanted to know, did he do it? That's how that goes. They all said, well, did he do it, Alyssa? Did he do it? I mean, I was a celebrity after this guy went to jail. Everybody would come to my work. People would harass me on the, everywhere I went. Did he do it? And I said, well, yeah, he was a killer in bed. There we go. That's how the joke worked. Thanks, guys. Melissa Westerlund, holding down the drugs, alcohol, all of it together. Holding her life together. Uh, you guys stick around for Hell Hat. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. I always love a Hell Hat show because it's always really weird. And tonight is a fantastic super duper lineup so uh stick around two of them are here so uh you get to see matthew banks and Alyssa westerland along with joey avery chris knatzer joe gorman valerie vernale yeah, there's one more in colin holtz yeah it's a big it's big it's a big cool show i'm really excited for it so um thanks again everybody and i'm your host pam benjamin we'll see you here next week on the happy hour you wanna be the owner or the renter? Cause your only time is matter. A fact and all that is intact in a rhyme so Everybody moving in the That means movement in Espanol. Here we go, we got our time and space. Space is a spinner, spinner for a while. My name is what Rex, is and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship 
as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstraußlaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California. From San Francisco, Pam Benjamin. From Saratoga, Joey Avery. And all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other comedians as well for only $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you 
you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without... Geneva! Rust! Horta! I'm sorry I'm late. I was at Brainwash. It didn't go well. <laughs> so I was like, I need to redeem myself. But now I'm just annoying everyone. So I'm not... Hey, how? How? Um, I, well, that ruined my opener. My opener is my name's Geneva, but it's pronounced uh, Geneva? That's, but you know my name now, so what else can I tell you about myself? Uh, how much time do I get, Pam? Whatever you want. Dope! Cool, let's do some new shit. Um, have you ever noticed how the guys who tell you you're just not fucking the right guys always think they're the right guys? I mean, Arden? Um, I don't know. It seems insensitive. It seems like... It's never like, you're not fucking the right guys. Here's a list of suggestions. It's, it's just like you're doing something wrong. And I don't know, I think it's like along the lines of like telling a person of color that they're just not talking to their right white people. Um, I was from an older man. He was, I, I fucked an older guy because I thought if things went well, then maybe he could give me away at my wedding. Um, but it, it was just regular, there's nothing special about it. I mean, it was, I thought that he'd have more muscle memory, but he turned to me and he was like, so did you actually come? And I was like, I don't think I remember like even fake coming. But he was like, "I, I just hate disappointing women. And I was like, oh, I was really hoping you'd be someone I wouldn't have to pander to. Um, I think that's a bit of a red flag when someone's like, I'm tired of disappointing women. I think that's like reason to be like, bye. I don't know. He thought he was really deep because he'd almost finished a short story. But like as soon as you start a short story, you've almost finished a short story. Um, Like if you're writing a short story about a tree, and you introduce the tree, you just need a few adjectives. And then, I don't know. But I'm not perfect. I, he, uh, this is a different person, because I, I have many things happening. Someone said I, I gave them a toothy blowjob. Um, I was like, you told me to never stop smiling. Um, but I don't know, I think it wasn't his fault, right? Like, it was my bad. Like, I'd, I'd bit someone's dick. If I was a dog, I'd be put down for it. But uh, I think, like, if teeth isn't your thing, when your dick's in my mouth, you shouldn't ask me to say the words, yes, sir. Like, you should maybe stay away from the S's. But 
this is I'm just talking to you at this point um what can I tell you about myself I got my palm read because I'm wondering what's gonna happen and uh all it said was wash me and I was like what does that mean and she said it means you need to write better material <laughs> that's meta humor what did I um they say you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. That's what they say. But they also say, like, it must be a full moon. And when you ask them why, they're like, because there's a car going really fast on the freeway. So I don't think I trust them. Hey, people. Um, I don't know. I, gr I grew up with a lot of strong women, and I do think it emasculated me. I think, like, this isn't how I started. I started as a professional quarterback. And uh, this is what female empowerment has diminished me to become, a woman. Um, I have two moms, two beautiful moms. Obviously, they're lesbians, so they're beautiful on the inside. But No, I have one mom that's, like, always really, she looks really nice and she's really put together. And then I have another mom who, like, usually you can't see her because she's off scratching her back against a door frame somewhere. Um... And I grew up with a dog. I had a dog named Bogey. Um, and he, Bogey was in love with me. He was. He told me if I turned 25 and he turned 20 and we were both still single, we should just get married. Was, and I said yes, because he was a dog and I knew he'd die. But, like, it's not because I hated my dog. I love my dog. But, like, where would he even take me on our honeymoon? Like, to a lawn? <laughs> so, no, I really... I had, a, I had a sick childhood. Like, my, my parents praised me for everything. They praised me for sitting down. They praised me for lying down. They praised me for peeing outside. Because I wanted to be a dog. And they respected that. It's, I don't know. Is that good parenting? Is that bad parenting? I think it was, it worked. I think if they hadn't have done that, I might have like assaulted the mailman to prove a point. <laughs> but they, I, they did what everyone does. They fell in love. They started a family. They got divorced. Um, and so my, my parents are divorced. They, they're divorced and remarried to two new women. So I have four Jewish moms. Um, yeah, which is awesome. It's great. It's fantastic. The only thing, the only thing that would be better than four Jewish moms would be just the first two that I started with. Um, but I've got the next best thing. Got. I have four moms and an older brother, so I'm the black sheep of the family um, because I am the only one who likes cock. Um, the bunch, which is weird. It doesn't come, I don't know what to do about that. Like, cause I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm interested in relationships where like, I want to be the pretty one. And, uh, that doesn't come naturally to me. Cause I've always taken more after my butch mom in personality. Like, um, my flatmate's really good at being feminine in relationships. She just started seeing someone. He came around the other night and she lit a candle and it like smelled really good. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you light a candle? And she said, because I just thought it'd be sweet. I thought it'd be romantic. And I was like, I would never think to do that. And I reflected on it. And I've only ever lit a candle once for a boy who was coming around. And it was just because I'd had a massive shit 
right before he got there. Um, it's a different thought process, really. Um, I don't know. Is that is that two minutes? One minute? Um, trying. Do I have anything clean? Okay. Um, I am trying to find love, but I think I want a realistic love that's not like represented in fictions. Like I want something that's like it's gonna make sense in reality so i've written a poem about the kind of love that i'm interested in so here it goes um i love you so much i wish that i could slay a dragon to prove how much i would do for you but since dragons don't exist i will kill a bunch of lizards instead Yay! Geneva Restorta! Slaying dragons! Yay! No, that was the most beautiful Hallmark card I've ever heard. If you could make, if, if, if I could give that to my boyfriend, that would be excellent. Uh, hey, I hope that people listened, uh, they kept listening through the commercials so they could hear Geneva Restorta working her stuff out. Please, everybody, stick around for 8 o'clock with the Hell Hat coming up here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We'll be back next week with more comedians on the happy hour. Bye! My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? 
I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstraußlaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California. From San Francisco, Pam Benjamin. From Saratoga, Joey Avery. And all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other comedians as well for only $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And I feel so lucky. 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just 